Welcome to the Milestone to Manhood podcast. We're David and Stephen Arms, and today we're going to be talking about the third ritual, what it means to be a man discussion. So picking up after the entrance ceremony, the next phase of the Rite of Passage weekend is just a sharing of what it means to be a man, where the adult leaders pass down wisdom that they've learned throughout the years to give genuine advice on what it means, and for that matter, what it does not mean to be a man. Do you remember anything about your discussion, Steve, at your rite of passage? Yeah, the what it means to be a man discussion during my ROP took place after dinner time on that first day um, around the fire that we had just made during the entrance ceremony. One of the older men, uh, either you or Bobo or Uncle Dan, started the discussion and shared his own advice. And then when he had finished, all the other men kind of went around in a circle sharing their advice as well. Um, Before the conversation got started, I do remember one of you saying something along the lines of, what is said here stays here. This is meant to be 100% confidential. And I think that allowed everyone to be a little bit more open, a little bit more transparent and honest about the things that they shared with the group. It was made clear that there were not going to be any interruptions, complete respect for each man and what he shared. And that kind of allowed me, the boy, to develop a sense of trust in the group of men. You guys were kind of opening up to me, sharing some of your stories And because you respected each other, it showed me, okay, this is how men are supposed to act around other men when they're sharing personal information or when they're sharing things that are close to their heart. It's not an appropriate time to tease them or to make fun of them, but uh, it's a time to listen to them and to, to validate them. We would start by sharing our own personal story. For example, your grandfather Bobo would talk about what it was like to be a father of four girls. And balancing that, you know, that tender side of uh, being a man, a father of girls, um, working with that um, career of being a policeman in San Francisco, which was a challenge, kind of had to switch on and switch off different personalities, uh, depending on where he was. And then I remember your Uncle Dan talked about what it was like to grow up on a ranch, Um, not typical of the rest of the guys in the family. I remember talking about what it was like growing up without a father figure in my life until I was in my teens and about what it was like, the challenges of being a small business owner and raising a family. But we all shared these personal stories. And the reason was we tried to help our sons realize that, you know, we at some point in our life were where they are right now. We were teenagers once too, and we can really relate to what they're going through. And and the challenges that uh, what he's facing as a 13-year-old, that they're very universal and every young man faces challenges. So we wanted to let him know that, yes, he's going to encounter problems, but he's not alone with this. And we're going to be there with him through these problems. Another good idea during the what it means to be a man discussion is it's an opportunity to maybe recognize some of the unique qualities that God has given to your son. Things like a sense of humor, his resourcefulness, maybe he has a love for adventure or the outdoors. 
maybe he has a, he's a really caring boy and he has a very caring personality. Um, you really want to build up your son's sense of self-worth and encourage him to develop these gifts as he gets older. Yeah, we also felt that it was important to make the talk specific and unique to that particular son and focus on things that we thought that he would connect with. You know, for some boys, that'd be sports. For others, it was, uh, you know, love of the outdoors. Some of the advice given to me during my rite of passage, first and foremost, I remember being told a good man maintains a close relationship with God and a good man nurtures his faith. I also remember being told that a good man treats women with dignity and respect at all times and does not use women as objects of lust, but treats them as daughters of God. Other advice was a good man admits when he's wrong and tries to make amends when he makes mistakes. A good man apologizes. A good man is not a pushover. He does not give up easily. He's determined and has grit. A good man doesn't lose his childhood spirit. He always leaves a little bit of room for fun in his life, and he doesn't get too battle-hardened or calloused. It makes me think about Bobo and Dad, what you were referring to him, how he was a police officer, but also the father of four girls. You know, he had to have these two sides to him. One was a more calloused, harder version of him, and then another was a more softer, emotional side of him. A good man is open to life and is not afraid of having children, but instead sees them as a gift. I also remember Uncle Kirk telling me that becoming a man is a process and doesn't happen overnight. <clears throat> it's one thing to know these concepts about being a good man intellectually, but actually living them is difficult. And growing up doesn't happen in a weekend. It, it takes a lifetime. Yeah, I want to dig a little bit deeper about a couple of the points that you mentioned too, Steve. One was uh, with respect to the respect of women. You know, um, I think we try to instill in you guys that, you know, a good man doesn't necessarily just go with the culture. And, you know, to really love a woman before you marry the woman is to say, you know, I'm not going to sleep with you before we're married, not because I don't love you, but because I do love you and because I care about you and I care about your soul. And we also, I think we tried to convey the message that, you know, a good man needs to take care of himself so that he can take care of others. It includes like all, all the aspects of a person, mental, physical, emotional, and spiritual. So we just try to give him whatever advice we could to um, help him be that well-rounded, good, virtuous man. We wanted to make it clear that we would always be there for him, especially when he encountered those difficulties, when he went through those tough times in life. So typically we would say something like, you know, son, I want you to know that you can talk to me anytime about anything. You might think, you know, is all this advice really going to stick? Is he going to get it all? Well, the fact of the matter is no. I mean, he's going to forget a lot of, of this as time goes on. But you are making an impression on him. I mean, he might not specifically remember everything you say, but he'll get an idea of what real virtuous masculinity is. And you'll be forming him as he does officially become a man and giving him a standard to live up to. Yeah, having other men to look up to and having at least one conversation with 
other men about what does it mean to be a man? What does it mean to be a good man? It, it sets the bar for the boy so that he has something to live up to. I can say for sure in my life that was the case. Maybe because of this discussion, maybe because of the rite of passage at large, or maybe because I had a father in my life, a grandfather in my life, and uncles who cared and who showed up to things. That gave me something to look up to and something to strive for as I was growing up. Very good. Well, that about does it for this episode. Thank you for listening and be sure and check us out at www.milestonetomanhood.com where you can either get our book or take advantage of some of the free resources there. There's a lot of things there to help you plan your rite of passage weekend for your son or your grandson.